Hi, friends. Hello, should I delete that, listeners? We still have some tickets left for our live tour and we would absolutely love to see you there. On Thursday, the 23rd of May, we will be performing in the London Islington Assembly Hall. On Monday, the 27th of May, we will be in Salford. On Tuesday, the 28th of May, we'll be in Glasgow. Sunday, the 2nd of June, Birmingham. Monday, the 3rd of June, Bristol. And Tuesday, the 4th of June in Southampton. You can get your tickets at aegpresents.co.uk or via the link in the show notes or our Instagram bios. Really hope we see you there. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Hookup culture is rampant here and it's very transact everything's very transactional. And so a way for me to gauge if a guy is truly investing in me is does he pick up the check automatically? I'm paying for my makeup, my hair, the pink tax. Like I feel like that's the least he can do. Hello and welcome back to Should I Delete That? I'm Alex Light. And I'm Em Clarkson. How are you doing, Al? And Em has just finished a mouthful of chocolate. Can you tell us what chocolate, please? I'm intrigued. <laughs> it was the it was the festive bar of Nomo Reindeer. Please ignore my baby. It's bath time and she's kicking off. Um, and I need sustenance. Oh. So I've had a I've had a festive reindeer. And I don't care that it's only October. It's also Oh my god, I love that. Pre-dinner. I've had a I've had a pre-dinner chocolate bar. So that's my day. That's okay. Who's to say what your starters should look like? Exactly. You know? Exactly. I think that's a perfect starter. Um, oh my God, Christmas. That's very exciting. It's coming. Like I'm, yeah, I'm feeling very Christmassy. How you doing? I'm good. I'm good. My good is, yeah, I'm doing, I'm doing good. And my good is that I am now in my third trimester. A couple weeks in now, which is crazy. And it's, Unreal. Less scary than I thought. It's pretty cool. It's it's it is cool. It is cool. I mean, I'm very much showing now, and it's yep. that's weird. And it's so weird to stand out. Like you, I feel like a sore thumb. <laughs> but it's cool to be in the third trimester. I thought it would never come. It's been like coming. It feels like for like 17 years. Honestly, that's how long I feel like I've been pregnant for. So, so yeah, so that's my good. Aww. What about you? God, I keep forgetting because because you've been away and I'm only seeing you on Zoom. I only see you from the up. So I haven't seen the tummy. So it's like, I forget. And obviously I'm so selfish and like yeah. self at the moment because I'm just like tired and I'm just not seeing you. It's so I weird. think you're going to get, no, I think you're going to get a shock when you see I have no doubt. Me. And we're recording on Monday, aren't I know, we? I'm beside myself. Yeah, yeah, we, we, yeah, we're recording next week. I can't wait to see Recording you. Recording next week. Yeah, I know. It's, cra- it's crazy. I, fe- I just fe- I feel like, yeah, it's was so weird. So weird. But my bad is that I, very lighthearted bad is that I am going to the toilet m- maybe three times an hour if I'm lucky, like pr- up to five. And I've become obsessed with counting how long the stream of my wee is. And if it's be- beyond two seconds, like that's a good wee. Beyond two seconds? Yeah, like one Two and then I'm like, okay, it was worth going to the toilet. It's like I'm desperate, but I, I go and the dribble comes out and it's Have horrible. You got I hate it. Are you okay? Sir. I just I feel like it's a short I, little No, it doesn't it doesn't hurt. I feel like the baby's on my bladder. Oh because they told me at the scan that it was. That was a long time ago, so it surely it should have moved by now, but, but Al, it's there's, not. There's not it's... a bunch of space in there. Like 
at different points, obviously no. they're going to be on the bladder because, like, bless them, where else are they going to go? Yeah, just annoying. I mean, fine, but just annoying. I'd like to stop going to the toilet. Okay, so your good is that you're very pregnant and your bad is that you're very pregnant. <laughs> yeah, there you go. That and I've got a few months to go, so that's scary. Anyway, talk to me. I don't even think I don't even think I've got goods or bads this week. It's just been entirely awkward. I've got so many awkwards out. I'm just going to barrel them off. I love that. I, I don't. Love that. I don't. Number one awkward today. A classic, an old school, an original. I went to go and um, hug a woman who was no. ready for the handshake, and it went in. It went into the soft, soft, soft on on the folds the soft no. folds of my stomach it was crushing devastating oh, she had no humor for the situation and i hated it uh also uh. this morning also this morning <laughs> i walked into and you know how i feel about revolving doors but i walked into a revolving oh. door and it froze so i was in and it was a huge office complex i've never seen so many maybe it's because of covid and because i've been out of the like corporate game for a while slash my whole life because I've never had a serious job but I've never (laughs) been to an office full of so many trendy young people in my life Al like they it was like there was a there was a fancy little coffee thing it was in Vauxhall but there were like young good looking people everywhere what did I do no bed that I am get stuck in the segment it was horrible I didn't know where I was. Uh, that's so bad. <laughs> and then when I finally got to the person <laughs> I was meeting, handshake hug. Chaos. It was horrendous. Fuck. Yeah, really bad. There is, there is, guys, there is nothing I love more than getting into the same segment as M of a revolving door because she hates it so <laughs> I much. I just, I think it's got to respect personal space and nobody does, you get in with it and it's like, oh, oh, like, because then obviously you have to match up and you've got to do the horrible shuffle and I hate it. <laughs> I hate it too, but I love watching you more. Oh, so I, I <laughs> that's overridden. That's, that's one of the main incentives to have a baby, I think, is that no one expects you to go through the segments anymore. Yeah, that's, that's, that's too awkward and that's gross. I have another one. I have I'm another sorry, one. I just need to remember what it is. Oh, go on. Oh, my third awkward owl. Honestly, I don't think the brand's going to approve it. Um, and honestly, they shouldn't. They shouldn't approve it. But I went on the tube to go and be the little tube girl, didn't I? I went to go. I went to go and try and be cool. <gasps> oh my god! For an ad, and it was the oh last my god. Of my life. So if you're listening <gasps> to this, it'll. If the brand approves it, which they probably won't, you'll see it next week. And I swear to God, if you don't like it and spam it with all the love in the world, I am going to be devastated because it was horrific. Oh my God. I'm so excited. That takes balls. Big, big balls. It was honestly out. I can't Shit. even tell you how horrendous it was. Like, and the song played really loudly when I went to go and do it. And all these young girls, like students, looked at me genuinely like this is tragic you stupid old woman what are you doing and I was like good fucking question <laughs> oh my god twice I, I did it and I wasn't it recording me. yeah well twice I was doing it and it wasn't recording so I had to do it again by accident by accident oh no oh, it was so bad it was so, and, and oh my, my final god, product is, so... is not good I like I'm I'm not proud of it it doesn't even look that good but I was like this is better than <laughs> okay. anything else I could have done we need it on the Instagram 
Well, it'll be on as my soon as, bloody okay. Instagram. Assuming the brands say yes, and if they don't, it'll go on the should I delete that one anyway, just for the cringe factor. Or I'll give you guys the outtakes, of which there are many. Oh, please give us the outtakes. <laughs> Come on, please. We deserve the outtakes. Yeah, you know it's a welcome home I need present. to see this. Do you have an awkward of your own before we get into the interview? I do, I do. My, I'm with my nephew, and he is being potty trained instantly funny it's going it's well you'll i'm about to tell you how well it's going i was holding him he's having a little we were having a little hug he was just on my shoulder and suddenly i'm dripping wet and he's pissed all over me <laughs> when have you pissed all over me and he's two and a half right so it's like he's not at the baby stage where like we and poo is just like it, it's it's like it's like it's like human wee and poo now, you know. Yeah. It's real wee and poo. It's not just like it's like real wee and poo. Yeah, it's piss. And I just got pissed on. <laughs> it's it's urine, urine, yeah. urine. What? I just say it. Urine, 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 urine. Why do you say urinal but urine? Urine, urine. Is that how you say it? Yeah, you urine, urine. But you go to a urinal. That's odd. Someone, a man, once said to me on the tube that I have my eyes with the colour of urine. So that's fun. So that's whenever I whenever I say you're in, I that's what I think of, which is like your pissy eyes. <laughs> My pissy eyes. Well, speaking of romance and chat up lines, that is a wait. I <laughs> segue. Also, how is she to, to, to is today's guest? To today's guest. Um, that that was honestly. I'm going to see myself out because that was spectacular. That's your best work. Thank you so much. It's it's a career, Al. It's it's a stunning. Career. Thank you. So today's <laughs> interview piqued Alex's interest first. And I'm sure loads of you followed Murren's story of how she went on 28 dates in 28 days in New York. And um, we had to <laughs> talk about it because that's a lot. It's a lot of dates. But she was great. It's a lot of dates in not that many days. And in New York as well, which kind of the da- dating scene fascinates me there anyway. And we get into that. Um so fun fascinating i hope you guys enjoy it too hi marin thanks so much for joining us from new york no less yes new york city yeah em and i are very excited to talk to you we have a lot to talk about because you've had a busy i was gonna say busy year but actually you just had like one really really busy month yeah one really busy month and then it really hasn't stopped though it's like kind of been crazy this whole time amazing can't wait to talk about it all can you explain to us what you did in the month of february of course so i was i'm 31 um i was painfully single and i kept dating my toxic co-workers and so on January 31st, I told the world, I, and by the world, I had like 5,000 t- followers on TikTok. I was like, I'm going to go on 28 dates in February. In February, this past year was only 28 days long. And it became a viral sensation in New York City specifically. It did go, the reach was global, but it was really kind of like a New York City cult moment. And yeah, I went on 28 dates in February. And by the end of the month, I was featured in Bustle, Bloomberg, And I went from having 80 followers on my hobby Instagram to having like 38K. And then it's continued to build from there. And at the end of the month, were you absolutely exhausted? That's my first question. I was really tired. I was mentally, emotionally, physically exhausted. And financially, I imagine. But we'll get on to that. Yeah, mm -hmm, (laughs) that too. I bought so many Ubers, so much makeup, so many different outfits. 
Oh my god, yeah, the outfits. Yeah, the outfits. Shit, that's a like that's a that's a lot of looking nice. Yeah, I, it was <laughs> too much, honestly. <laughs> okay, so you did it. You so you were dating your coworkers, and it was all a bit toxic. Yeah, they were younger. Yeah, they were like twenty five, and I'm thirty one. Like, what was I doing? So you were like, I'm gonna prioritize dating yes and this is how I'm gonna do it I mean talk about throw yourself in at the deep end I'm an extremist like I've heard like there's so many people who do like a month-long challenge of like fitness a month-long challenge of dieting whatever and I was like I'm gonna just change like turn that same concept but for dating was the plan to find somebody to be with like long term like it's like you like the logic that you've got to kiss a lot of frogs before you find your prince yes so the logic was it's a numbers game but it wasn't 28 first dates it was 28 dates in february so i was like i might date number one fall in love and then just go on 28 dates with the same guy there were no rules and so one of the early guys i call him date number two i thought he was gonna be my husband like he was like telling me things like this is going to be our story. And so like, I was very seriously and, and intentionally dating. Yes, it was like a bit of like a media or attention grab. But at the same time, I was trying to find my person. It was just an unconventional journey to do it. And what happened with guy number two? I know, I'm intrigued. Yeah, so he and I were like very serious for like, he basically love bombed me. So we went on five dates in like five days. So like we saw each other, we met each other and then saw each other every single day. And then he had business in Miami. I don't know if he ever really did have business in Miami because I later found out that he either had a wife or a girlfriend. Oh, wow. Yeah. So I found a bunch of women's clothing in his apartment, like hair extensions. Like there were just like too many incriminating things. And then I went to the internet and I was like, how do you find out if someone's actually married? And he was, I think, watching what I was posting. And then we like never spoke again. Yeah. Oh my God. Well, shit. Yeah. Yeah. Every twist and turn that could happen to somebody in dating happened to me in 28 days. Oh my God. Okay. So number two is off the cards. But can we talk about like, did the guys that you were going, or the people, I don't know if it was all guys, did the people that you were going on dates with know that that they were part of this experiment? Not at the beginning. So that was also very stressful because I started to catch feelings for these guys. And I then had to tell them the truth because it kept getting every day that passed, it kept getting bigger and bigger and bigger. And so um, with date number two, he found out because on our third date, he was like, I really like you. I can really see this going somewhere. And then I was like, shit, I have to tell him now because if I like actually fall in love with, cause he was a hedge fund guy, right? He has a full life that's built out. And so I was kind of like, he might not be into this because there's a lot of private people in New York City. They don't want everything aired on social media, um, which I respect and I understand. And so I I felt like I owed it to him to tell him early on. And I was so nervous. And I was like, why did I do this challenge? I'm like self-sabotaging my own love life. But I told myself that I'm not going to stop doing the challenge for any of the guys because it's only a month long. And this is who I am. And so if they couldn't accept that early on, I had to come to terms with like, maybe then they're not my person. Um, There was another guy I call advertising guy. And actually I kind of blew him off because I like saw some red flags that I wasn't into. And then all of a sudden he saw our date on our date on Instagram. And then he reached back out to me and he was like, Oh my God, this is so funny. I can't believe this is our date. Um, He's like, could I please get another chance? 
And so then I did give him another chance. And so early days, nobody knew. And then the guys started to find out organically. And then by the end of the challenge, it was kind of weird because it went so viral that I feel like every single guy that was asking me out was asking me out via Instagram DM and they already knew about the challenge. Oh my God. So they wanted like their time in the spotlight. They want, that was a problem though. Cause there was some clout, there was some clout chasing. Yeah. Yeah. Because I mean, I, I don't know why you would like, they you would actively, you know, reach out and they, they obviously want to like read about it the next day. <laughs> oh, they loved it. And the dates kept elevating too, because they would get like recaps of their dates. And so guys were now taking me on scavenger hunts. I was going like everything oh my was God. beyond like the plans that they would come up with because guys are competitive. Yeah. Do you feel very special now? I mean, I did at the end. I thought I was a princess, like the way <laughs> that I was being treated. And like, it was like a lot of like D-list, like celebrity, not celebrities. They were like, honestly, like reality TV people looking back I was so dumb because like none of them were looking for something real with me they were looking for like to get a little piece of my spotlight because it was so viral during the month of February that's great okay so so 28 dates how many men was that so 15 men total okay 15 men total I went on a lot of second third fourth dates I had about five guys where I was like I could maybe see a future with them um and that just goes to show that it truly is a numbers game yeah. Because I went from having a roster of zero to be like I was dating like a writer, a lawyer, a comedian, a hedge fund guy. And I felt very serious with all of them. Like they were taking me on third, fourth dates. Oh my God. Okay. This is like blowing my mind. But it's interesting. <laughs> I don't know, hearing it like a roster. So my best friend, it drives me up the wall, right? Because she never has an empty like I always describe it like her hob like she never has an empty hob like there's always like there's someone in the main hob but then there's always people on like the back burner and when the main <laughs> guy go- I already know Al you'll know who I'm talking about but when the main <laughs> yeah. guy goes she literally <laughs> wastes zero minutes in pulling someone up from the back and she's yep. like up you come yep. and it always I always say to her I'm like this time we are not gonna have a fucking B team player in the top spot because that's what keeps happening is we keep ending up with these like B rate guys yeah. in the top spot not because they deserve it because if they were good enough you never would have put them on the back burner in the first place right they'd have been so amazing that they'd have blown everybody else out the water but so the fact that they, you were happy to have them there for a year means that you don't care about them that much so they shouldn't have come up anyway sure enough sure enough um, they, they were not A rate players but I wonder with that do you feel like when you're dating like five guys is it like when you're dating five guys that you actually really like do you feel a bit like you don't want to ruin anything with one of them in case yeah do you know what I mean like yeah no I I mean basically I was obsessed with date number two from the beginning so basically halfway through my challenge or like five days into my challenge he was like I have to go away for a month-long work project to Miami and so I like in the back of my mind, I was like, I'm going to keep going on my dates. But date number two is like the person who is like the A player. He's the one who I want to end up with. And then as he started to exhibit different sketchy behaviors, that's when I started to pull up. Like, for example, like the comedian was definitely like a B player. I never took him seriously. And then all of a sudden, like date number two was out of the picture. So then I brought him forward. But I never really liked him that much in the first place because if I had, he would have been my A player the whole time. Yeah. Can it ever be like a slow burn kind of thing where you don't initially, there's not like this huge chemistry, like initial attraction. But if you, 
and like someone like number two would win out like straight away no no fight but if you like I always think if you give people like that a chance the B players like sometimes does it does it slow burn into something but obviously not no I think I think that's a good point I think that Honestly, there was one guy that I didn't give a chance because he wasn't as flashy as the other guys, but he was honestly probably the most like wholesome and he had a good job. Like he had, and he was really attractive, like, but he was just like a little less flashy. And I think that what I learned from that is I have a very like anxious attachment style. And so I like to go for like very like love bomby flashy guys at the beginning who then pull back and like play games with me. Because I like that right. like up and down roller coaster. I'm trying to move away from it. And I'm doing the self work, but looking back, like the most stable guy was the one who I didn't even give a chance. Like we went on like two, three dates, and I was like, mm, "Sorry, you're not flashy enough." Really? Um, yeah. So like I think that like I also learned a lot about myself during this challenge because I don't think that the person who's like, they say like the, the hot burn, like always goes out the fastest. And that's why they say the slow burn is better because it actually might have longevity and people are shy at the beginning. I feel like this is like the definition of it's not them, it's me, because it's like, it Mm -hmm. gets to a point where there's so many that you can probably take like something of, of a date quite personally. Like if you're just going on one date and and they don't like you. I guess you can take it quite personally because it's like, well, what did I do wrong? And blah, blah, blah. But when you've got so much, so many dates, it's like you haven't really got time to pick apart what that guy didn't like about you because you can literally just move to the next guy and it's like less about lessening your feelings with it. Did that, has that been helpful for your dating going forward? Has that been like a, a part of it? Yeah, I think that moving forward, like I'm so happy I did the 28 dates in February, but I won't uh burn through men so quickly i think that i need to slow down and be a little bit more thoughtful and intentional um because i think you're right in that i was just acting and i wasn't really reflecting and so you know it didn't work out with any of those guys and i do think it was partially me but i also think it was like a little bit of of unluckiness because like who like what if date number two hadn't been married like what if he would have just been like a normal guy that i hit it off with You know what I mean? Like, I think a lot of people don't talk about this, but I think dating is a numbers game, but it's also a little bit of luck. Yeah, you can't be too hard on yourself. You have to keep it light and you have to like, you know, practice self-love because yeah, like obviously every human is flawed. No one's perfect, but a lot of imperfect people find their person. I guess the the fact that it's a numbers game is like a double-edged sword because in one way it's like reassuring because you know, if you want to find someone, that's your answer. Numbers, just keep at it. And then in another way, it's kind of discouraging because it's like, if you're someone that doesn't enjoy dating and meeting new people and having to like put yourself through the first date thing, then that's really discouraging, right? Yeah, it's a lot of energy. And I think that it does sometimes get discouraging, but I think it's also like last night I had a mixer and I had people come up to me and they're like, no guys are talking to me. Like, what should I do? And I'm like, just act like you're practicing, like, don't take yourself too seriously and start like going up and approaching guys. But I think that also like anything, like people want the fairy tale, right? But anything in life that's worth having does take effort. Like if you want to have, you know, that job, or if you want to have any, any goal or outcome, it takes effort. And so, yeah, of course, there's always those people who are lucky, but if you're unlucky in love, like create your own luck. 
and put in the effort for what you want. And like, I think that's why I did the 28 dates. Cause I was like, I could go my whole thirties without finding a husband because I'm not prioritizing my love life. I prioritize, I prioritize everything else else, but my love life. I think that's really interesting. And I think as well, it speaks to like a gendered thing because I feel like we've grown up very much with like the fairy tale of like Cinderella and Snow White and Sleeping Beauty and like all of these Disney princesses who are courted and then caught. And it, they, it is very laissez-faire. They sit there, they wait in their tower, they wait in their house with all the seven dwarves. Like they wait where they wait and all locked upstairs in there. Like actually weird, really, really, really dark. <laughs> and they just sit there and then they just wait <laughs> for a guy to come and, and, and save them and get them. And that kind of like has felt like it's been per- perpetuated through chick flicks do everything where it's like let the guy come to you don't come on too strong don't be desperate don't whatever and there is this like trope that comes with women who do prioritize it but like we say of course you should if that's what your goal is of course you should but Mm -hmm. did you find that you were challenged by these men or by any of the reaction online with regard to that did you feel like you were being called I don't know, any insinuation that you were pushing too hard for this? Maybe there was a desperation or anything. Like, Did you feel like you were getting negativity in that regard? 1000%. Like I was told by so many people, like, don't, don't talk about wanting marriage. Don't want talk about wanting kids. Like, it's so weird how women are not allowed to own what we want. But if a man said, hey, I want marriage and kids, everyone would be like, oh my God, that's amazing. (laughs) I know, how cute. (laughs) How cute, that's amazing, he's ready. Like everyone's like hard eyes towards him and a woman says it and it's like, oh my God, ew, you're desperate. Like I hate a double standard and I'm such a feminist at heart where it's like, there are all these women who want the real thing, but they, they feel like they're caught between a rock and a hard place because they want something, but then they're told to do nothing. And you know, I don't think that's fair. And I think that the right guy will appreciate your individuality. You know, I interview so many people on my podcast and I talk to different authors and there's people who are like the the women from the rules who say, do absolutely nothing. He has to pursue you, like be hard to get all these things. I don't know if I necessarily agree with that. I think that it's okay to own yourself. I think people respect confidence more than anything. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive in June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which 
is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive in June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive in June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. I mean, my dating history is very sparse I've only had two boyfriends and like dated like a few guys in between they've both been like really long-term relationships but when I met my now husband he was full-on but like not in a love bomb way but just like very straightforward and very like I want this I'm not playing games like let's see if you know and I don't want you to play games either let's just see if this works as it is and it was it was not I mean, I hadn't really, obviously hadn't been on that many dates, but it wasn't rules that I knew because mm-hmm. I was like, no, but I, I can't be straightforward and I can't tell you what I want to. Like I have to, I have to, you know, play it cool and like treat him mean, keep him keen. Yeah. And actually it was so refreshing to like put that down and be like, okay, well, this is how I feel too. And there we go. I love that. So many of the guys who are like bold enough to come approach you in the bar, they're going to be able to approach anyone. It's oftentimes the ones that like are like maybe a little bit less inclined. Those are the ones that you might actually want. I don't know if that makes sense because there's these guys who are slick and they're suave and they're womanizers and they can go up to anyone. And so it's Mm. like a lot of times those are the guys who women get hurt with. But if you're sitting around not being proactive, that's the guy that you're probably going to end up with. God, that's such a good point. (gasps) That is such a good point. Wow. Yeah. I mean, that's blowing my mind. So it's like, go like, say hi to guys. Like the guy who's like, maybe like watching the sports on the TV with his friends, say hey to him. Mm. Like, like keep it light. It doesn't have to be aggressive. Like, but like, that's the one you want. The one that's not like kind of, you want that aloof guy. And like throughout the history of humanity, I feel like women kind of pick the man and then she kind of is an opportunist and like puts herself in the path and like, you know, starts a conversation and so don't wait for the man to pick you because then you're going to end up with the wrong guy. God, it's so oh true God, as well. It's so um, passive to just be picked. And yeah. it, it, it doesn't. And I'm, I have literally got no authority to speak on this because I met my husband when I was 15. So I have no authority to speak on this with. But listening to you speak there, it is so true that it's like... it. And again, it it's such a perpetuation of this like fairy tale shit that that you're gonna get picked. And I remember, I think I remember asking my dad once how my grandparents met, and it was like my grandma, there she wasn't dancing with anyone, and he was like, "Well, I'll dance with you because you're not dancing with anyone else." And then they end up getting married. I love that. But we really romanticize that, and we're like, oh. Like he took a chance on the lonely one, but actually, and it's like, and it's nice and it worked and it worked and that's so lovely. But actually it's, it is kind of sad that we do romanticize that because it is, it is romantic and it is nice. Obviously it's lovely. Like, and, and they were, they were in love and it was lucky, but it, it's still, it's, it, we've kept that very old school, like go and find the one sitting by herself and take her man and then you will have your wife. Yeah. And we kind of bring that forwards now totally. into a world where actually 
it's we're completely different because women aren't sitting by themselves women have got their own shit going on all the time totally and like we live in a very like supposedly egalitarian society right where you know, people are looking for like that 50 50 dynamic. I don't know if I fully believe in it. Like, as in, like, I think that the women always end up doing a lot more work anyways, now that we are both working. And then also like the household labor falls on the women a lot of times and the child labor and all of that. But what I'm trying to say is like, if we're supposed to like now be in this egalitarian society, like why can't the woman feel empowered, you know? And it, it becomes all very like superficial too. And then people are you know, getting all of this plastic surgery and that's fine. Like do what you want to do, but they're like, they're not addressing the direct problem, which is like, they want a relationship and they're doing all of these peripheral things. Right. And it's like, no, like you're fine the way you are. You just need to put yourself out there more. You don't need to go and lose 10 pounds. You don't need to go and do all these, you know, things to make yourself better. You're already good how you are. You just need to focus on your dating life. If that's what you want, you know? Yes. Okay, I really like that. I'm seeing like I feel like I'm seeing a new perspective on dating. Speaking of like uh like guys coming up, up to you in bars and stuff, did were all of these dates were they all through online were they all through apps or were some of them through like in-person meetings? So, uh, during my 28th dates in February, all of my dates were via like either mutual friends setting me up or the apps or Instagram DMs. Um, I, I do meet guys at the bar too sometimes, but like I'm 31, so I don't like drink and party as much as I used to. Um, and I don't necessarily like want to meet a guy at the bar. Like maybe if it's like, just like cat, like, cause I'm not saying everyone who goes to the bar is like bad or whatever, but it's like, I used to meet guys when I was out at 2am and I'd like make out with them and then I would like end up dating them or something. And I just like, don't really live that same lifestyle as much anymore. And so I would like to, you know, it would be lovely to meet. I work at a WeWork now and like I meet guys all day, every day. So it'd be lovely to meet someone in that scenario. Um, The last guy I was dating, I actually met in person, but I'm such like a, because I'm like a little shy, like I prefer the app. Does it kind of give you a level of anonymity or is it more? It's just straight to the point. Okay. Okay. You know, you, but you both know what you're there for. It's all very clear. And like, I yeah. I already know that they're attracted to me. They already know that I'm attracted to them. Mm. And so okay. now let's just like, see if we like vibe in person. Um, whereas like, I feel like I'm so bad at picking up. Like my friends will be like, oh my God, Mar, that guy really likes you. And I just, I don't know if it's like my Minnesota humbleness, but I can never pick up when a guy likes me in person. And so I just always put people in the okay. friend zone. And so that's why I like the apps. I don't know. I just like never want to assume. Okay. That makes sense. That makes sense. There's like an, a good, like a shared understanding when you've like met someone on the app. Yeah. Totally. Totally. It's, it's strike. it's like strikes me as like unexpected that you would describe yourself as a shy person. Cause I actually can't think of anything like that would require more confidence than not only doing this, but then sharing it online as well. Because considering everything we've just spoken about, the fact that you are as a woman deciding what she wants and then going out and getting it no less like I imagine that the response to that and I found whenever I do anything that any man might interpret as me getting a bit too big for my boots on the internet like they're very quick to smack me back down and I was wondering if you had any of that sort of reaction on on the on the sharing it side of things where you had people I don't know well 
not not criticizing it, but people knocking your confidence if you still felt like you wanted to stick with it, even as you were on the apps and. Yeah, I, so I think we have such a good group of girlfriends in New York City. And like some of my girlfriends are like PR people. Some of them are in the entertainment industry. And so they're like, whenever you're doing something meaningful, you know that it's like meaningful because there's haters. And so I always interpreted the haters as like, I'm doing something out here. You know what I mean? Like, I was like, I was combating ageism. People think that if you're past the age of 30 and you're not married, that no one picked you and that you're expired and you should basically like go and die. Like, you know, I'm like figuratively, like metaphorically, but like I, so I was combating ageism. Of course, people were commenting on my looks. Like, am I that pretty? Like every, that was discourse on Twitter. Like all these different elements were being discussed and it made me have to like, double down on myself and be like, no, like I'm great the way I am. Like, you know, I'm going to be, I'm going to be for some people. I'm not going to be for everyone, but yeah, I definitely like experience, you know, the trolls, but I also think that I'm 31 and I have a mission and I am serving this community of people who are coming to me and, you know, seeing my, seeing themselves in my story. And so when I'm standing up for myself, I also feel like I'm standing up for those people as well. And so I like, I can take some punches and I'm going to throw some, I'm going to throw some punches back too. I'm not just going to sit here and be like, turn the other cheek. Like I'll, I'll coin it. I'll coin a sassy response. But I think having my story out there is so important because it's like, you see all these influencers or dating influencers who are like 22 and sharing their journey and being 22 and dating is very different than being 31 and dating. And so I kind of wanted to step into this empty white space that I needed for myself and and to be that for other people. Um, but yeah, the internet, like Twitter, especially like I'm not even on Twitter. And so I have friends who are on Twitter and they would be like, Hey girl, just so you know, you're going pretty viral with like this, like nasty troll guy. But then there were also people who were in the VC and finance, like, like some of these like top thought leaders um, throughout the finance world were also retweeting me and being like, this is really cool and interesting. And so I had like positive media and I had negative media and I just had to endure both. And did you find that it, you know, you said that it was like this space that wasn't really filled, you know, people dating in their thirties, which is obviously like a different experience to dating in your twenties. Did you find that you sharing opened up like a, for allowed for like a network of people to, sort of come to you and share their own stories. Yeah. So that was like a big part of my growth because yeah, I would show my like 30 second date blogs, but then I would always like, I had people writing me from all over the world and like Australia, like every country you can think of people would, would um, DM me and be like, Hey, because of you, I've started dating again. And people, That's so cool. yeah, it was really cool. And people would ask me questions and we would do check-ins where we'd be like, hello from Japan, I'm dating over here, like hello from India. So it became like this big global network of women who were like, like coming together and discussing modern dating. And like, I don't ha- like, I don't have a firm stance on the right way to date. And so we were like exploring these different nuances of dating together, like who should pay on the first date, like all of the like red flags, green flags, dating safety, like all these topics. As I was going through my journey, different discussion points and topics would come up. And then like as a group and as a community, we'd kind of like sift through them together. Can I ask about some of those things that you and your community like kind of 
landed on in terms of the red flags, the green flags, but also first and foremost, paying. Where did you land with that with the, among the 15 men? Yeah, so I know that European culture is like maybe a little different to American culture. And that also was discussed because like there was like a lot of people in Europe being like, it's just standard that we split the bill. In the US, I don't offer to split the bill on the first date if the guy has asked me out. Um, some guys say, oh, I like that. I pay attention to that. But my mindset is like, if you ask me on a date, like, thank you so much, but like you're hosting me and like, I'm not going to make it weird and like fake grab for my wallet or ask to split the bill. So I know that can be controversial to some people, but I definitely am anti like, and I expect the guy to pay for probably the first five dates just because I need to see he's invested. We live in, I live in New York city. And so hookup culture is rampant here and it's very transact. Everything's very transactional. And so a way for me to gauge if a guy is truly investing in me is does he pick up the check automatically? Does he have a generous spirit? I'm paying for my makeup, my hair, the pink tax. Like, I feel like that's the least he can do. How do you guys feel about it? What What are your thoughts? I don't know. As you were saying it, my tummy was like, oh, because yeah. I'm so awkward. I'm like, I'm so, I'd be like, no, I'll pay. It's fine. Thanks for coming. You're <laughs> like, so cute. <laughs> but I, I don't know. I mean, I get, I get like, I, I feel like I'm by nature probably more of somebody that would split it but only but maybe actually for the same reason as what you were saying about the transactional thing I guess maybe I wouldn't feel I wouldn't want to feel like I was being I don't know because it's nice to feel like you're being spoiled but then you don't want to feel like you're being bought so I actually I mean I'd, I'd probably want to split it because I haven't worked that out yet but all power to anyone doing whatever yeah I would always, I always wanted to split it because it just made me feel then like I didn't owe them anything. Like I was not in debt to them in any kind of way. And it was, it was just very much like you could, if you wanted to part, you could part on terms that felt very much mutual. I don't know. Does that make sense? Like I just, I don't owe them anything. It just felt. I challenge that because your time is valuable. And I was practicing the 90 day rule, which is I wasn't sleeping with anyone for 90 days. Steve Harvey came up with that philosophy. I had just read Steve Harvey's book and he was like, don't, he's from a different generation. Okay. So like, I'm not telling people to do this, but at, in that moment, I was testing it out on my own love life. And so I wasn't sleeping with any of these guys, but just because a guy buys you dinner, doesn't mean you owe him shit. And I was trying to normalize that notion. Like you gave him your time. Your time is valuable. Like, it's not like, you know what I mean? It's not it doesn't have to be deeper than that. Hundred percent, and also, it if it works for you, then it works for you. Like I find this a very yeah. irritating part of feminism, where we all have to feel completely aligned on True. whatever it yeah, is. Because right. it's what you were saying before as well about like the fifty-fifty division. It's like it, it isn't. It, you know, I, I, with all the will in the world, like I've just had a baby. It's not a fifty-fifty split. We try. I've got the best husband in the world, but it's not 50-50 yep. just because the world isn't set up for it to be 50-50. And you win some and you lose some and you also have what matters to you. And if it's like, that's what matters to you, then that's great. And if that you'll find yeah. a person that aligns with you on that, and that's great. But I think it's really cool that you've been able to have this discourse with all these other women and you've, you've disagreed on certain yeah. points and it's still like, okay, well, that's fine. Yeah, because honestly, like what works for me doesn't work for everyone. And I also think it's situational. Like there have been dates where I've offered 
to split because the energy was maybe off or like, you know what I mean? And like, you have to, like, things can be situational too. And I think so many people in dating, they want to just make it black and white and it's not black and white. It's very individual. And so like, I don't think that there's a one size fits all, like you're saying. What were the other, like, big things on a first date that you, like, that were big greens or big reds? Um, I would say a big green would just be the guy making a plan, um, like setting a time, day and place. Um, and then I always like when a guy is on a date with me, if he wants to see me again, I like him to tell me before the date ends or to text me like that night and be like, thanks for the great time. I'd love to see you again. I really want the guy to like step up and again, like living in such a New York, there's seven women to one man. So no. yeah. So wow. whenever there's more women than men in a city or in a place, that's when hookup culture happens. And when the opposite happens, there's more long-term relationships because when there's a scarcity of women, men want to quickly lock one down. But when there's nothing but women, men have options and they can do whatever they want. And so, so for me, it's like, I need to get that investment from the man in many ways and I need him to be communicative. I need him to plan good dates. I need him to pick up the check because again, I'm not going to split the bill with this guy. If he's going on seven dates, well, this sounds hypocritical coming from me who went on 28 dates in 28 days, but you know what I mean? There are men who just, and also a lot of these men, they take us, they they're planning a date. So they're taking you to the fanciest restaurant. I didn't pick that restaurant. He did. And so it's not fair for me to go to a Michelin star restaurant and then pay half the bill if that's not my budget, just because he plans that spot. Um, and I always tell men, if you want, if you don't want to pay, go to the park and get a bottle of wine and some cheese. Like you don't have to plan the, the fanciest date. Women are, are appreciative just of thoughtfulness. That's an interesting dynamic, the seven to one. I really didn't know that. That's crazy. And I do hear a lot about... Um, like you said, the hookup culture there. Like, I don't, I mean, um, me and you want the best people to like speak on this, but I don't think that's what it's like. I don't think that's what it's like here in London. I think it's more um, civilized than that. Or like it goes goes more quickly to like relationships than that. But uh, I've heard that in New York, it's, it's pretty wild. Oh, I think a lot of Londoners have a lot of sex and I feel like someone should tell you that. No, I know, I know, I know. But I mean, like, and I hear that, like, well, actually, times have probably changed. Fuck, I sound so old. But like, we, like, there in New York, it's like, it's normal to be dating, like, loads of people at once. Whereas, I don't think, at least, like, I don't think it's quite the same. I think also New York is still a... of people who are maximizers so they're always looking for the next best thing because it's such a hot it's such a hustle excuse me it's such a hustle culture here that's what i'm trying to say that like it's like full of like ambitious people who are always like i could do better i could maximize this experience i could find somebody who has a little bit longer legs or whatever and i don't know it's just like trying to survive in that type of mentality you have your guards up. And I think that's why I have different rules for not rules, but like different like guidelines that I adhere to just because my guard is definitely up in New York specifically. Yeah. It sounds like it has to be. That's a weird dynamic. Yeah. And I'm also sex positive, by the way, I'm not trying to be like, wait 90 days. I'm not like puritanical, 
But I just also like have so many women who feel like they owe men sex by date number two. And I'm trying to change that narrative. Have sex when you're comfortable and you trust the guy. Like build an emotional connection and then that's when it should lead to a physical connection, right? But so many people start with a physical connection and that's a little backwards. There's, as you were speaking, there's a book I read earlier. I think it's called Book Lovers. I was looking at my bookshelf about and she was talking about dating in new york and she was touching it's a fiction book but she touched on i think it's book lovers by emily o'leary i'll fact check myself but i think and it touches on a lot of what you were saying about how ambitious people how new york breeds ambition and because of that dating's competitive and it's very like it feels more like an endurance sport than perhaps anywhere else sounds brutal yeah it does sound brutal i don't think we'd thrive there al i think we might be spinsters (laughs) living together (laughs) yeah for sure with our dogs you guys are both so chill i feel like i feel like you guys would do well here though too you're both gorgeous. should we ditch our husbands and go to new york and see how well we do (laughs) yeah give it a go I just want to try a day. I just want to know how I'd fare. Yeah. <laughs> Curiosity you, more than You'd both do well. You'd both do well. That's very nice. <laughs> Thank you. Right. See you later, guys. I'm out of here. Um, but no, I want to talk about the sex thing. Is that something that came up or comes up? I don't know with the dating as it was, people knowing the challenge that you were doing. Did it come up with, with men were there insinuations is that part of the red flag thing or was it is it fairly because again we do, we're not great daters me and Al clearly um is is that like a lingering thing do, or do you have to say it or is it unspoken like how does that work within within the dates that you did or within the dates that you do now yeah I mean I probably overshare and so during my 28 date rule I would like have you know two two drinks and I'd be like by the way I'm doing this 90 day rule and I would like just basically like set up the expectation. I don't think you have to do that. Um, but I think that in any dynamic, like good communication is healthy. Um, and I, I think that men do expect sex fairly quickly. Like I think that if you're not having it by the second or third date, they're kind of like, what the fuck? And I definitely had a few guys like get creepy where like they were like please like date number two even told me he was committed to me um I had a guy trick me into going back to his house to let out his dog and his dog wasn't even there like like these guys are thirsty and like they're entitled to it and and I don't like that I don't like somebody who thinks that they deserve my body just because they bought me a drink like that's not my vibe at all um and I was telling um I was telling Alex like basically like I'm all about like have like a stable emotional connection and then start to explore the physical it's not like it's not that hard it's not that complicated but if a guy can't be consistent like if he can't consistently communicate to you if he can't consistently plan dates if you don't feel safe talking about your not your deepest secrets but if you don't feel comfortable talking with him about your family or your quirks or whatever then probably you shouldn't sleep with him but if you do but if you do feel comfortable with all those things and he is consistent, then there's no timeline. Like just like let it flow. Mm. Because I also think that when you withhold sex, then it becomes all about the sex. And it's not supposed to be all about the sex. It's, it's supposed to be all about you building a genuine connection. Because mm. if you had stuck to the 90 day thing, I was just trying to do the maths. And if you had gone on 28 dates or 28 guys, <laughs> May would have been huge. Oh, right. Like, all right, guys, let's go crazy. Well, my, my, my hope was that I was like, gonna, you know, maybe have one. Like, I thought I was definitely going to end up in a relationship, like a, like a serious relationship after the month, because mm. I had so many connections that I thought 
could possibly turn into something. Um, but yeah, I mean, May could have been really exciting, but by May I had ended things with everyone. Wow. That's you know? disappointing, I, I guess. It is. It is. Because yeah. now I feel like a born again virgin. Like, I'm like, hello. <laughs> <laughs> That's not the plan. Yeah. Cause... Yeah. Like, I would like to get May, some action June, over here. Yeah. <laughs> Are you dating now? So I am. Um, so I'm like such a hustler in that, like, I am going against my own philosophy. But because this whole opportunity happened, I now have a business where I do you know, like I basically am doing like matchmaking, I'm doing all these different things. Um, and I have multiple businesses based upon my platform. Um, so I've been really prioritizing my businesses again over my love life, which is like, again, I need to get it straight. But I also need to survive, I need money. So it's like, I have to take care of myself as yeah. well. Um, but yeah, I'm going on like, I'm trying to go on one date per week. I think that's like a little bit more attainable um, and more mm. and more sustainable um, for dating. And yeah, I'm meeting a lot of great guys, but I like always go for either like the older guy or the younger guy. And I'm trying to date guys in my actual age range. Like I'm 31. I should be dating like a 32 to 35 year old. Sorry. Sorry to jump around. <laughs> Actually, I was just I was just thinking back to your February. Um, were they all like nighttime dates? Like drinking, because you must have been so like done in with drinking as well. Oh my god, I gained ten pounds. Like I was like, it was like a whole thing. Um, so I was so over drinking. I just like needed to detox for a few months, and also it was like not traumatic, but like so much happened in such a short amount of time that I needed to step back and process it all. Um, but yeah, I did mostly nighttime dates. I did go on like one or two coffee dates. Um. But most of them were in the evening, to be honest. And then there was like a few lunchtime dates. I definitely recommend don't start with too many nighttime dates because you want to know if you can talk to somebody in the light of day. So, for example, yeah. one of the guys was called The Lawyer. And he and I were like, he was like talking to me. He's like, yeah, I would totally get married in a year. Like we were like so into each other. And then because we always got drunk on our dates and he like took me to the fanciest places, the coolest clubs. And then one day we went on a sober lunch date. Yeah. that was it was weird and I was like oh wait like this is not my person that's actually a really good piece of advice <laughs> save your time and, and do a day date early or a coffee date early so what now okay so for anyone listening who is struggling with dating like really wants to meet someone but is jaded let's say with online dating and you know they've they've kind of done their fair share or they're like they're in a rut at the moment do you have like what what's your best bit of advice yeah for that I think honestly like you're you just have the mentality that you could be one date away from meeting your person but you have to keep going um I always believe in like changing up the environment so if you're on for example tinder and tinder is not working well for you there's a million mm -hmm. new dating apps out there try a different dating app try like refreshing your photos change your prompts up like just change things up after friends to set you up. Like just do whatever you're doing right now that has you jaded or in a rut, do the opposite thing to, to kind of shock your system into a new thought process. Um, love is not easy. And you know, that's why everyone's so obsessed with it. Like some people are lucky, not everyone is, but you have to just keep going and just know that your person could be around the corner 
so you have to turn the corner you have to keep going I love that oh I love that you have to turn the corner yeah I like that that's good and you'd say in terms of frequency like one a week one day a week is a good thing to like keep yourself to to hold yourself to yeah so now I do dating consulting and I'm like when I'm in the when I'm in the power seat I always like I get like really strict with people and I'm like, you need to be going on one date per week. Um, it could be with the mm. same guy. You don't need a whole roster. Like I'm actually trying to slow down and focus on like one or two people at a time. You can have a roster. I would say don't have a roster more than three people because you also need to have balance. You need to continue to work out. You need to continue to see your family and friends, continue to like do all your career stuff. Like, so have balance, but you still need to prioritize. I would also say like, if you're on the dating apps, like, at least twice per week, you should be swiping and communicating with the people and the connections you have. And don't swipe and like connect with like 50 people all at once because then you'll burn, burn out. Like you have to do things in like a sustainable way. Um, mm. And just know, I truly do believe that it is a numbers game with a combination of like being mindful and reflecting and you know being self-aware amazing thank you so much this has been so interesting i have loved this episode thank you so much me too you guys are the best vibes like i want to be your best friends like you seem so fun so thank you for (laughs) yeah i would love a bestie in new york honestly come come to new york i'll host you guys like let me know when you're in town we'll have our sex in the city moment we'll we'll go get some cosmos it'll be a whole thing sold amazing i can't wait should i delete that is part of the acast creator network Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 